This is One in 54, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. One in 54 is a weekly show devoted to topics related to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to One in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski. I'm the Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this morning, I had the most guests that I have had in a really long time, and I'm excited. They are all from uh, an organization called Ability and Beyond Fitness. And we're going to have a great conversation about what that is and why you developed it and why people should know and care about it. And I'd like to start by introducing the Chief Operating Officer of Ability and Beyond Fitness, Jillian Christian. Jillian, good morning, and thank you for being on the show. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Uh, I'm thrilled. I, I read a little bit about um, about your program, and uh, first and foremost, sounds like you're all coming from really interesting backgrounds, which we're going to yes. get into, um, but also filling a gap um, that that I think is probably impacting a lot of people positively. So, so without further ado, Jillian, would you be able to give us a, kind of an overview of Ability and Beyond Fitness so we can go from there? <laughs> sure. Um, so Ability and Beyond Fitness, we started this company back in August of 2020. Um, we are a consulting business. Our main focus is to provide fitness activities for adults with developmental disability or an intellectual disability. Um, one of the reasons we started this company is because we realized that there's a gap, there's a need. Um, individuals that experience this type of disability aren't really getting the fitness activities they should be getting in comparison to typical individuals. So we really realize that there's a strong need and, and we want to really have an impact um, because they also go through health issues, mm -hmm. um, whether it is obesity, hypertension, diabetes, and we want to somehow create a change in that so that they can live a healthy lifestyle. Well, all right. That's a great overview. Thank you for that. And I would agree with you um, working at Anderson for as long as I have. I know from talking to a lot of families, a couple things just to underscore. Generally speaking, people with developmental disabilities, or I can speak at least for, I think on behalf of a lot of families uh, who have a loved one with autism, right. there's a lot of isolation that comes with that, especially when you're living at home, which means right. going to the gym or even going to a park or going out for a walk or a run, if your loved one is um, dealing with elopement issues, meaning they sort of take off on you when you're you know, maybe out for a walk or a jog, right. um, there's safety issues, um, there can be a sense of stigma and discomfort um, in some right. community settings that can really kind of end up discouraging people from getting that activity. Um, and the health issues that you mentioned also, we, we I don't think we have all the facts quite yet and maybe never will, but I do know that there's a good number of um, articles that I've read uh, and just talking with our, our health services team here at Anderson that sometimes medical issues impact uh, the developmentally disabled population and even the intellectually disabled population um, in a in a in a sometimes a faster way than for the neurotypical population, yeah. um, and and certainly in different ways. So as I said before, sounds like there's a little <laughs> gap, and then you said you were. So that's yes. great. Um, before we get into more discussion, I realize I, I want to introduce the other two people who are on the the uh, interview with you today. We have Myrna Alsi, who is the chief financial officer. Good morning, Myrna. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Nice. Yeah, very good. Thank you for being here. Um, and we also have 
I'm sorry. Uh, we also have Crystal Mendez uh, Covington, who is the chief marketing officer. Good morning. Crystal. Hi. Good Hi. morning. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Ooh, are you bilingual? Is is Ability Beyond Fitness a bilingual program? Uh, well, I'm the only one that speaks uh, some Spanish, but okay. uh, I mean, we we haven't even really thought about that. But yeah, we, we could probably do that. Throwing it out there today on one in fifty four, <laughs> so you may get some calls. Uh, feel free. I was a I was a Spanish minor in college long long time ago, and every once in a while it comes in handy on a phone call. And um and my colleagues always come into my office and go, "What do you speak Spanish?" I used to. Um, anyway, so it's nice to have all three of you on the show. Um, let's get back to the nitty gritty here. So I'm going to throw out some questions just based on what Jillian shared. And then whichever one of you feels you want to answer, go ahead. So um, I guess uh, you started this in August of 2020. How much of the impetus to begin this program had to do with the pandemic, which at that point had been going on for several months? You were sort of at the height of maybe decent weather, but otherwise it was still a lot of really tough stuff going on. Great. So I think I could take that question. Um, actually, Ability and Beyond Fitness started years ago. Um, I actually have a brother with autism and my brother was living at home and my mother noticed that he was gaining weight. He was becoming obese. And she had said that she wished there was a gym that she could take my brother to. And being an occupational therapist, I figured, okay, I'm a problem solver. Like, why couldn't there be a gym for him to go to? Um, and I started um, thinking about how to put together the organization. Um, but then I got pregnant <laughs> twice. Nice. <laughs> so, thank you. So, um, and now I have a son with autism. So that's a very interesting dynamic as well. Mm -hmm. But um, so now that the kids are a little older, I felt like now would be a really good time to really pursue and push the idea. And that's when um, I talked to Myrna and Jillian and they really loved the idea and decided to come on board. So um, we actually thought about this a while ago, but you know, life happens and sometimes you need a break, but we didn't want to give up on the idea. So now we were able, because of the pandemic, we were able to take the time to really focus on a business plan and figure out how we would meet the needs of um, that population. And we were e really able to figure out the details that we wanted to work on. So the pandemic helped us in more of the planning and organization of the idea. I hear that from a lot of people. Um, there's a little bit more time on your hands sometimes. Um, and I certainly hope that you and your families and your loved ones um, are all healthy and safe, but, you know, because there certainly was some uh, terrible things that, that occurred and, and things are still a challenge, but um but I talked to a number of people who've looked at it as also an opportunity to do something different and differently impactful and, and um, you know, with the time that they had. So so let me ask you this, um, Myrna, I'd love to know how you got involved um, and why you got involved with Ability and Beyond Fitness and, and maybe a little bit about your role. I know you're the chief financial officer. Um, so kind of what does that mean at, for a consulting business and, and what would you like people to know about the program? Okay, so Crystal and I actually went to college together. So, um, <laughs> yes, we did. It was um, interesting because, you know, you never think that you're going to get together with someone that you went to college with. It's like, okay, in passing. And, you know, we just remained friends after we graduated. And Crystal said, hey, I have this great idea. Do you want to come on board? I was like, absolutely. That sounds awesome. So um, I'm always thinking. So 
um, find, yes, I'm the CFO. However, I'm constantly thinking of new things. And I'm like, okay, we started off with a customized fitness plan. Great. But how about maybe doing a Zen Den for people who need like a sensory room and, Ooh, you know, I need a Zen Den. That sounds <laughs> awesome. Okay. I mean, Sorry. Go ahead. Yes. So, you know, it's like, okay, well, can we add maybe a buddy partnering system where, you know, they go out into the community, maybe we can do some, you know, so, you know, constantly thinking about new things and um, what's difficult is like with the financial stuff, because of the pandemic, a lot of people aren't able to, well, organizations are tight as far as when it comes to the budget. So, you know, coming up with something, you think that they're going to be a hundred percent on board and then boom, no, because of the pandemic, because of the, the budget cuts, they're not. So, um, yeah, I just take care of like the financial stuff, like how are we going to be able to make money? How are we going to be able to, you know, um, strive and thrive and, you know, so yeah, it's, it's pretty much like that. Well, hey, I mean, the, the fact that you're, it sounds like you're a combination of sort of the business end, the back end, the back office piece, but also that forward thinker um, coming up with new ideas, which often go hand in hand, because in order to generate revenue, you always need to be a little bit kind of one step ahead of, of what you're currently doing into the next next thing. So that's cool. Thank you for that overview. Um, Jillian. I'm just going to go round robin here for a while. It's a little easier for me. Um, we have a we have about two minutes left in in the first half of the show. Um, do you all? Can you speak for everybody? Maybe D- does everybody here have is doing something in addition to what you're doing with uh, Ability and Beyond Fitness? Is this sort of an additional piece to your professional work um, that you're taking on, or do any of the three of you do this full time with Ability and Beyond? So we are all full-time therapists. Mm -hmm. Um, We all work with the pediatric population. Um, So this is like our our second baby. Okay. All (laughs) right. We are trying to push forward and hopefully this will become our full-time, our full-time gig that we'll do this full-time. We'll take off. And we'll, we'll all put our hearts into it. <laughs> and right now, that's that's awesome. Um, right now, are you? You said you're a consulting business. So, so and and Myrna spoke about uh, trying to get. It sounds like contracts or some sort of connection with organizations who are maybe serving people um, with developmental yeah. and other disabilities. Do you also consult or provide maybe? tele or digital support, virtual support for people living at home? Is this something that an individual or a family member could say, I want to, I want to get that customized fitness plan, or I want to, you know, um, learn something from all of you. Is this open to both organizations and individuals? Yes, it's definitely open to individuals and organizations. We right now are doing um, virtual classes. So we have like some virtual classes that we're doing now. Mm-hmm. We did talk about um, being able to provide like an evaluation um, tele- telehealth-wise, but we mm-hmm. haven't figured out the dynamics of that or what that would look like. But that is definitely something that we want to move through because we know with the pandemic, not everyone might be open to us coming into a facility or coming into their home. Um, so we do want to figure out that aspect and hopefully be able to, to provide some kind of teleservice. Great. It certainly seems like the wave of some continued, you know, future service provision, even, you know, after we're sort of through this whole pandemic, um, because people have gotten so used to it and for a number of reasons. And I, you know, again, 
um, just the people that we serve here, sometimes um, it's just a nice alternative in the moment. If it's like, well, I thought I was going to be able to get out of the house today, but this happened and then this happened. And, and I still want to go ahead with my, my session or my class. um, It would be a great thing to offer. So, so I wish you the best of luck with that. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into some more details about the actual specific classes that you offer and, um, and throw out some, uh, some information about how people can find out more. So this is one in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and we'll be right back. Pass it on. Imagine a little lady who wouldn't give up her seat on the bus, a TV host who wanted to be your neighbor, or an inventor whose 10,000 failures didn't stop him. These vivid images all share the same caption, inspiration. These people just did their best and they inspire us. Now, what will you do to inspire others? Inspiration is in you. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com. The 1,200,000 women and men of Rotary have accomplished extraordinary things. They've taught millions of people to read, worked toward world peace, and have nearly eradicated a crippling childhood disease from the face of the planet. But each of those 1,200,000 women and men know they could accomplish so much more if only they were 1,200,000 and one. Find out what an impact one person can make. Learn about Rotary at rotary.org. And now 1 in 54 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for Autism. Welcome back to 1 in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and today I am speaking with Jillian Christian, Myrna Althee, and Crystal Mendez-Covington, all from Ability and Beyond Fitness. And um, so we learned in the first half of the show that, you know, you're a consulting business, you're all, you're all therapists. Are you all occupational therapists? No. <laughs> okay. So what kind of therapist are you? One, I never, I never did that. I gave you titles, but I did not ask you about your specific backgrounds. So I'm a physical therapist. Okay. And Crystal and Myrna, they're occupational therapists. Okay, great. I would think that that's a really nice combination when yes, you're also is. working with this population <laughs> and uh, working around fitness. And then I want to ask again about that Zen Den, because it sounds like you're also touching on, um, on mindfulness or some something that often coincides with with fitness it's more like you know sort of taking care of yourself your whole self so who wants to take uh take the first stab at at talking about some of the specific the more specific um classes that you're offering now um i could do that um so well, um, like we said, due the, to the pandemic, we were not able to enter people's homes or enter facilities. And even right now, um, we're based in uh, Queens um, right now. But mm-hmm. even at this moment, it's still difficult to enter group homes or facilities. Oh, so, sure. um, right. So Myrna had the great idea of um starting um virtual sessions online so we we in the past we've done um dance fitness we've done belly dancing uh we've provided line dancing which i didn't know i loved until i did it Um, (laughs) it always looks like it's the most fun and i i feel like oh my gosh terrible at it (laughs) 
it is the the coordination you need i was i'm like whoa but it was so much fun to do um so the goal was just to provide different activities that would help with fitness but you didn't really feel like you were working out you didn't even know you were working out so let me tell you with line dancing i was sweating i was so shocked i did not think that could happen. Awesome. Um, so, and then, so we provided different activities. We had a live DJ come on and host one time. So for this month in May, we're doing um, dance fitness and kind of like a dance party. Um, you know, spring is here. People want to get out. So we're like, you know, let's, you know, we have dance fever. Let's yeah. you know, move around. And so um, we're looking to do that. Actually, this Friday, right, is the dance party or fitness. I forget. Dance this me, Friday is the dance party. Yeah. Let me just ask you, could you also go in a little bit to the schedule? Because the people listening may not hear this in time, but I bet one thing that they'd be curious about is are these recorded? Can they go back maybe on a website somewhere and and get it, you know, go do a class that already occurred, or is this all live in the moment? It's all live in the moment. Okay. Yeah. So and when are the, when are the classes held on a regular schedule, or do they have to sort of follow you somewhere to figure out when the next <laughs> one is? So they can visit our website to see Which when is? the next class is. It's www.abilitybeyondfitness.com. Okay. Thank you, Jillian. <laughs> um, let's go back to Crystal. So line dancing, DJ, dance party. Sounds like a lot of you're engaging people, not around like, let's sit down and lift 100 pounds of weights. Let's get active. Is that is that kind of a focus point in whatever right. way people sort of can safely, right? Right. So that's that's why I really love our team because as occupational therapists, we we look at the daily life activities and we make adaptations. So we try to think of um, ways that you could do things, but not in a, I don't want to say typical or normal, but or boring way. So Myrna and I kind of have a different um, perspective where Jillian can come in and say, hey, you know, uh, if you want to work on strengthening or range of motion, we should be doing these type of movements. And then Myrna and I could say, okay, well, what activity or, or what task um, provides that movement, provides that strengthening? So that's why our team is really cohesive and, and really works magic when it comes to these activities. So, yeah, our goal is to really think of different ways to get moving. Um, not that there's anything wrong with, you know, weightlifting or, you know, doing a cardio or anything. We would still provide that aspect, but we just want to provide it in a new light that, you know, you may not have thought of like belly dancing. You might not think like you would be able to exercise, but let me tell you, I was working out with my belly dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's great. And I also think that there's a... Um, well, first of all, I mean, I think people are more apt to be active when they're having fun um, than looking at it as like another task they have to do. And I think people with um, with ever who are facing any sort of challenges, whether they're intellectual or developmental or, or other, um, uh, even physical challenges, I think it's just you need that motivation. And also from the vibe I'm getting from the three of you, you're also having fun while you're doing this. And that's always Absolutely. better. So, um, so that sounds great. I, we are going to run out of time, unfortunately, um, faster than, than we think. And I, I would love to just go around to the three of you and ask you, um, in in the time we have remaining to just talk briefly about what it is that you get out of being a part of Ability Beyond Fitness. Why, you know, not just why did you start it, but what do you love about it? Um, 
And, and I, you know, cause I think that that's an important component for people to understand as your business is getting started and, and why they should go check you out. And then we'll, you know, throw again, the, the website out is ability beyond fitness, all one word ability beyond fitness.com. So please check yeah. that out. Um, let's start with you. Um, Myrna, what do you, what do you get out of it? What do you love about it? What I love about it is that I'm able to just be able to do what I love. You know, I like helping people, but not only that, I can have, you know, some skills and I can apply these skills to what I like doing. So I'm making a difference. I'm doing it in a fun way. And um, I like the end result of helping people. So it's all about making a difference for me and we're having fun doing it. Awesome. Thank you. Um, Crystal, how about you? Um, for me, it's definitely a passion. Um, having growing up with a brother with autism, he's my only sibling. It's and now having a son, it's kind of my world. It's the only thing that I I don't want to say the only thing that I know, but it's my it's my everyday life. And so I'm in I'm enthralled and surrounded by it. So for me, I just get a joy of being able to help people in that population that normally wouldn't have the same access as I do. I want to provide that same access and, and that same ability to people with developmental and intellectual disabilities. So that's the thrill that I get out of that to say like, Hey, you can do this too. It is not impossible. So that's what I love. Absolutely. I love that. I'm going to repeat that. It is not impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, what a rough word that is in our, in our language that, that kind of shuts a lot of people down. So that's great to bring that up. Um, Awesome. And Jillian, what about you? <laughs> so I, I, I wear a lot of hats. I work across all settings, pediatrics, adults. So coming from, I'm still in the hospital setting, and I, I've come across quite a few adults with developmental um, dis- disabilities. So I know they experience the same health challenges we do. Um, and I spoke about them before, obesity, diabetes, hypertension. Sure. And I feel like our organization is a great organization to just make an impact on that, um, just to address that issue, because fitness is important for addressing those issues. So I think that's why I love where our organiza- organization is going because I also see adults that are also experiencing those health issues. And it's very important, just as how it's important for us. I love that. And, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think, um, especially, I, again, I can speak a little bit more specifically from the Anderson perspective, where we serve people with autism who, generally speaking, by and large, also engage in, in health dangerous behaviors, um, sometimes self-injurious behaviors, are mostly non-vocal communicators. Um, so for a lot of them, when they experience frustration, um, you know, there's a limited repertoire of how they can communicate what they need, what they're feeling, whether they're feeling ill or, or something hurts. Um, but also something that many of them have experienced is just sort of, um, I guess, soothing or comfort in some way by, you know, maybe overeating or engaging in, you know, I'm just, you know, going to sort of be sitting down or, or not, not being active. And I think that it's, it's reasonable to expect that people eventually are going to say, well, this is just not something that this person enjoys or this person is able to do. So going back to that focus on ability and let's not just assume that somebody doesn't like something. Maybe they've never tried belly dancing. Maybe they don't know (laughs) that you can, you know, that you can recreate create a dance party in um, in, a, in a group home, for example. Um, and, and the other thing is, I think um, you should, I just wanted to point this out that, that you all work, I think, predominantly in pediatrics, correct? Yes. 
So I just want to say thank you and appreciate that by what you're doing and focusing ability beyond fitness um, on adults is also reinforcing a message that needs to be heard more and more, which is people don't outgrow developmental disabilities. A child with autism becomes an adult with autism very quickly. And I know, Crystal, you know that personally from from growing up with your brother um, and, and having your son. But I think the rest of the world really, you know, it's still a message that needs to be heard loud and clear. Um, kids going to preschool, kids going to elementary school, even going to high school, generally speaking, there are required mandates in those school settings about activity and fitness. Mm -hmm. Once you're an adult, a lot of those opportunities go by the wayside unless you're working with people who really go out and get them. So I just wanna reinforce the fact that anybody who's looking for this kind of activity, this kind of structure um, with a lot of fun, um, led by three people who were so well-trained and credentialed, I, I really encourage you to look at Ability Beyond fitness and that's abilitybeyondfitness.com i want to thank the three of you jillian christian myrna alsi and krista mendez covington crystal mendez covington um right. thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about your program i wish you the absolute best of luck as it grows and moves forward <laughs> thank, you. thank you so much thank, thank you for so the opportunity <laughs> more than welcome this is one in 54 the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder i'm your host eliza bozenski and remember anderson cares You've been listening to One in 54, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at the same time next week. 